Hi, this is Maurice LaMarche, and uh, that name will mean nothing to you, nor the sound of my voice, unless I become the brain from TV's Pinky in the Brain, or Calculon, the star of all my circuits from Futurama. Oh, he is a bottle, so from Futurama. And you are listening to the to Still Toking With. And you are listening to Still Toking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. (laughs) With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You're watching Still Token With. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have an awesome show for you scheduled as always. And uh, with us, Mr. Benjamin, how's it going? Yo, Leo, how are you? I'm here. <laughs> you almost had to think about that for a minute. Yeah, I know. It was a long Listen, day. listen, Very I'm going to say bravo, bravo. You didn't screw up the intro. You hit all the right buttons for a change. Wow. Oh, yeah. Maybe you should work like every, every Wednesday. Hey, hey, nobody introduced you yet. Quiet. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. He's back. Look. No, I'm super psyched about tonight's show, too, though. So, no, go to Jeff. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jeffrey. Yeah, I'm back. I uh, I missed the last two shows. I was really bummed out fighting illness. You know, everybody has that. But I'm very excited. Yeah, but I mental illness Wednesday, doesn't what? count. Mental the illness what? doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mental, mental illness. Well, that's not permanent. I know. You know I what I mean? That. All right, enough well, of jibba-jabba. We have an awesome guest, man. Yes, so. we do. Most, uh, you know, mo- most people are going to know her from uh, Monster High, so let's just bring her right in. Lila Fitzgerald, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for joining us. Wow. We didn't scare her. Yeah. She she actually stuck around. I thought for a second I saw her phone go off for a second. I was like, oh, she just left. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not used to StreamYard, and I accidentally hit the camera off button, um, and then I couldn't find the camera on button, but I made it. She did. Look at that. In in the nick of time. No, <laughs> she did fine. So oh, tech savvy to boot. Right. Just a little bit. I should be more, but I'm not. <laughs> Wow. Right. So you, yeah. you've got a lot going on. You you know, I mean, for a youngin, pardon the term, uh, but for a youngin, you've done quite a bit over the years. Uh, when I was looking looking up all your stuff, I was uh, I was impressed. Thank right. you. I definitely like to stay busy. Well, being busy is a good thing. Yes. Keeps people out of trouble. Yes. You know? And I... Um, I really want to read this book. I, I, did a little, I was I, just going to say that. I was just going to jump I right do. into it. I mean, um, 
you know, stars and swashbucklers. Uh, it just sounds totally awesome. It's How long did it take exciting. you to write that? How mm-hmm. long did it take you to write that? Well, the first draft I had done in about six months, but I wrote the first draft when I was 15 years old. Um, so technically it's been around four years since the first draft came to completion, but, you know, I spent some time querying, getting no's, doing a bunch and a bunch of edits, then deciding to write the next book instead and not worry about it and let it just kind of fester in my brain for a bit. Um, then queried again, got no's and, but you got a great story. It's just way too long. So then I had to do another overhaul edit and split the book into two. And now you get the first half of what was originally book one, which I then realized was a book in and of itself. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's a long it process. Right, right. I mean, when I was 15, I was still jumping over my buddies on my banana seat bicycle. Now you're aging yourself for real. <laughs> for real. She's like Google banana seat bicycle. Like, okay. <laughs> the hell is that? What the hell is a banana seat bicycle, right? Wow. Okay. So, so uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about it. So it is set in this futuristic fantasy world where Earth has shattered into islands floating between the stars. And I'm big into pirates, so it follows mainly ships that sail between the stars instead of on the ocean. And we are inside the brain of Anya Marcox, who is a 16-year-old girl who wants nothing more than to be a privateer, but she's been told her entire life that she's average. And so she is stuck in steerage aboard a luxury cruise airship. And she ends up caught in the middle of this search for a relic that could change the fate of the islands. And she has a chance to prove that she could be a privateer, but she has to face off against rebels and royals, other privateers, evil beings lurking in the mists between the islands, and her own nightmares. Wow. Are there aliens? Unfortunately, no. I've stuck more with Celtic mythology. It was originally supposed to be a hard sci-fi novel. And then I realized that nothing in the world made sense if I didn't lean into magic. And so then it became more of a fantasy. Yeah. I, I yeah, that's a, that's a great okay. point. I, right. I, re- I really like the storyline. <laughs> right. You, you can't, you can't really have islands floating without magic. I didn't feel like going into the mechanisms of creating, I don't know, jets beneath them to keep them up. And so I just decided, <laughs> you know what? We'll leave it at magic. I like well, it. everything floats in space. There's that. Which makes sense. There you go. It's magic. So, no more explanation needed. Is 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 part of you as an individual, as a person, uh, portrayed as in one of the characters within this book? I feel like the weird thing about writing, for me at least, is that every character has a piece of myself in it. So um, it's based on a dream I had. So obviously a lot of me is seen in Anya. um, And so it's first person point of view. I had to get really into her head to write it. So some of my head definitely got in there. Um, So she has a lot of my own voice as well as her own. But definitely there are a lot of characters that have personality traits that, especially as I've grown, um, have become very, very personal with me I feel very you know there's parts of Alec Cavill that are very similar to me there's parts of Marla Brolcom that are similar to me so many characters have a piece of me that then I've built a character around wow well impressive how long is the book the book is 
300 and shameless plug i've got it right here <laughs> well, there you you go. Go. No, no, no shameless plugs and it's 365 pages long oh wow impressive it Very was originally impressive. around 800 pages by my final manuscript and that was before i realized that mm, this cannot be sold as a debut young adult novel and so then I had to cut that down into half. So book two will probably be a bit longer and hopefully my publisher will go for it. Right. Wow. Yeah, I'm impressed. Very Thank impressed. You. So 365 <laughs> pages, you said? Yes. I like that's to write long books. <laughs> well, that's a page a day. There you go. You can read right? it over a year. Yeah, unless right. you're like unless you're like Jeff, and if the book catches you, I won't hear from him for a week. Where were you, dude? Oh, this that's book, three hundred sixty-five pages, be two days, two and a half. Yeah, days. yeah, you, yeah, exactly. that's you, two days. You know, me, that's like two and a half years. It's okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm gonna be honest. I, I mean, I, I definitely would read something like that, but I probably would think that a storyline like that, I could see that like as a TV series. Well, that's definitely a Or hope. even a feature <laughs> film, yeah. A feature I, film, but more a TV series. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm definitely leaning towards TV series because as the author, I would hate to see things cut out to make it work in, you know, a two-hour time frame. Right. Um, but probably wouldn't say no to whatever offer I got. Yeah, because when you, when you talked about the book, I just finished watching a Netflix show called uh, Shadow and Bone. Oh, love that. Okay, so I could see similarities in what you were saying with the floating ships and things like that. I'm like, oh, with pirates, that would be so frigging cool in space. Because now I'm hooked on the new Lost in Space. Oh, so, yep. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. There's a new Lost in Space? No, well, he's talking about the older one, the one that's been out for like five years. Yeah, dude, come on. It's new oh, to me because I don't get to just sit down. It. Yeah, I you just, just, you just found, I don't get to, yeah. yeah, I'm not like Leo. I don't get to sit down and go, oh, it just, it, it's out now. Well, it, it, that's like, you know, two years from now, I'll be like, Leo, um, can you hook me up with like the Mandalorian stuff online so I can watch it? You know, when I have downtime, which is never. You guys keep <laughs> me too busy. Slow than dead. Right, right. True that. But yeah, I could definitely see that as a TV series. That would be really cool. Um, as far as, purchasing the book leo where can they find out how to purchase the book about our great guest well, if you uh check the show notes up above or down below depending on where you're watching or listening to us you can find out about our awesome guests now did i hear right you would like this to be a seven book series you did hear right so oh. i as i said it was originally two books uh you know, originally one book and now it's two. So book two is already pretty much done. I just have to do the grueling editing process of making it make sense without its first half, which is my least favorite part of writing. Um, and then I've already almost finished book three. Um, and hopefully I'll have, you know, the seven books out without too much time. Um, and there will be, um, right now I have four prequel spinoffs planned for different characters in the book, as well as many, many other series set in the broken world, because I'm basically going to be chronicling the history of how the earth shattered and how civilization came back after that in reverse, starting with the last Montmorency saga, which stars and swashbucklers is the first book of, and then we'll move our way backwards through time. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Right? When did you have time to be a kid? 
you know, I would say spending a lot of time just playing in my own mind and my imagination and just happening to write it down. That was kind of what I was doing for fun. <laughs> That's cool, actually. Okay. Right, right. And folks, everybody watching and listening, I mean, this young lady is 19 years old. And we're only talking about her book right now, not to mention the resume of TV things that she's been involved with, being involved with coming out. Um, but she was also a professional ballerina. Did I read that correctly? Yes. So um, I danced with a ballet company for uh, a season as an apprentice with them, which was super fun. And I had trained at their school before and been their performances. I performed with the Los Angeles Ballet before as well. Um, and their Nutcracker, which is amazing. And so I only got to do really one season with um, Coastal City Ballet, which is the company I was with in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Um, and it's a beautiful company. But then I started booking a lot more acting roles. And it just wasn't really fair to the company to be like, hey, you have to wait around to the last minute to find out whether I can actually do the show. Um, so I still do a lot of dance and doing summer intensive this year. But um being in a ballet company and doing ballet has really informed all of my other aspects of my career, you know, through writing, you know, it's just a different form of storytelling and mm -hmm. acting. Um, definitely having the, you know, grace that ballet gives you helps to show up on a movie set. Wow. Wow. At, 19, at 19, she's had some of the most detailed answers of like some of our guests. Like that were like, very well seasoned. I'm like, wow. Thanks. Is there is there a teleprompter behind that that we can't see? Is somebody back? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, C2VR is asking, uh, can I get your books on Kindle? Oh, that's so cool that it pops up down there. Um, yes, you can. So my book is available on Amazon. Obviously, it's available on Barnes & Noble. Um, it's really available anywhere you get books, but it is available on Kindle. It's available on Kobo, too, if you're in Canada. Um, and pretty much just, yeah, anywhere you get books. I always say order it in from your libraries, too, because I'm a huge library supporter. Oh, yeah. um, and in the bookstores, too. And you can get digital books through the, uh, through the library as well. Exactly. Wow. Where do I get a right. signed copy? Uh, you know, hey, you beat me to the question. <laughs> I'll, I'll send out a little round of them. I'll send them off with some carrier pigeons. Don't know when they'll get there. Might take years. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Okay. She's telling you, you ain't, yeah, you ain't, you ain't getting one. You ain't getting one. Tough shit. Right. Forget it. You ain't getting one. Forget it. Ain't happening. The only way you're gonna get one of those is if I go to one of your signings. And for everybody out there, if you would like her to show up and do a signing at your bookstore or at any event, you're gonna have to reach out and set that up. I think it would be beneficial to everybody. Yes, I'm looking into doing some signings at various bookstores right now. I just had my um, first signing at Chevalier's Books because it was my launch last night, which was super fun. We sold out of the book, so I was planning to have a lot more signed copies left over there, but there were none. Um, I actually got the last copy for myself, and so I'm hoping to tour a few bookstores, maybe in Canada, probably a few in the U.S., maybe hit up some New York stuff this summer um, and, you know, nothing set in stone yet, but hopefully I'll see a few faces there. 
Right. Also, thank you to the person who popped up with the little comment. Sorry, I'm fascinated by that thing with I wish her the best. That's thank you. <laughs> and actually, um, there was Janice had wrote something prior to that. I think it was a for us about booking other authors. We do book tons of different authors on the show, Janice. So just reach out to us through uh, direct messenger and we can chat more about that. Back back to you guys. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah. I was well, replying to something. So uh, I also heard that uh, you're big into sailing. Is is that where the pirate part came in? Like, you know, out in the open waters, you ever have fears of like pirates or anything? Or, or... <laughs> I mean, I actually started sailing because of writing the book. Oh, nice. um, I... <clears throat> actually fun fact hated sailing when i first started because i wasn't any good at it i'm quite the perfectionist um and so when i first started sailing i wasn't good at it and i told my mom i'm quitting i'm never going back and she made me go to one more session and thankfully that's when everything clicked the uh, i'm actually coach for sailing now i've gone super far into it because i just absolutely love it it's my favorite thing to do um besides right and so I'm a coach, and the funny thing now being on that other side is realizing it's a lot scarier for the coach than it usually is for the other people because sailing is one of those things where you can't teach it slowly. You have to kind of give people all the base knowledge in one go, put them in a boat, push them out to sea, obviously you're there as well, and just kind of hope. <laughs> Um, because, you know, you, you've got to know all the things. You can't just know how to steer. You also know how to pull in the sails and how to tack through the wind. And so, although we teach things semi-slowly, there's a lot that you have to do beforehand. Um, and then just kind of hope people don't get hit in the head. And obviously, <laughs> it's your job to make sure you yell duck really loud when you see the boom swinging across. No, duck, the last where? time I sailed... <laughs> Last time I sailed was with an umbrella on a stand-up paddleboard. Smart. So, so with your, uh, so this is probably going to be a little extreme. I, I live right next to the uh, Coast Guard Academy, oh, so cool. so they do a lot of like um, uh, uh, some of their their training is with sailing, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that they'll like in the middle of of the Thames River, they actually tip their boats over so that they can learn how to flip them up. Is that something that's that, kayaks like, dude kayaks no 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 <laughs> these are sailboats they actually have to like uh like get them like all fucked up and then try to like write them it's the first lesson you learn actually because is capsizing and then when it's all the way upside down with the mast fully straight down in the water it's called turtling um which is self-explanatory but um i know a different kind of turtling but it's, okay it's guys. the first lesson that you have to learn because oh, wow. basically, if it's super windy in those little boats, you don't have a keel on the bottom of your boat, which is like a weight that keeps it upright because you're just keeping your boat flat with your body rate. Um, sometimes you're actually in a harness strapped in, which is what I do when you stand off the edge on trapezing and just kind of parallel with the water. Super fun. But if you can't keep the boat flat and there's a gust of wind and the boat goes over, you need to know how to get it back upright. And so you get um, very wet on your first lesson and it's very cold. And unfortunately for me, when I first had that lesson, right before I was supposed to go and capsize the boat, my coach was talking about all the fun sea creatures that he had seen, including sea lions and whales. And I don't mm -hmm. like ocean creatures. They terrify me. Just the <laughs> idea of anything being down there, able to eat my feet. Um, so that was really interesting for me. And I've made sure not to do that for my students. 
<laughs> See, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say, there's things in the ocean that are bigger than me that will eat me. Oh, I am yeah. good. I am good. If the boat can flip, I won't be on it. I'm not going to be yeah. on it. Sorry. Yeah. Not going to happen. There was a horrifying uh, shark video that popped up on my feed the other day. Don't see. See. <laughs> see. Well, mm -hmm. it, it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Done. Is that the one where the guy was fishing and a shark came right up next to the boat? Yeah, he was reeling in a tuna and then the yep. uh, great white just went right by his boat and grabbed mm -hmm. up the tuna. But the okay. you could see reason the, number two why I won't fish in the ocean either. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. That's Good. why I don't do salt water myself, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the sharks are holy crap. Oh, yeah, the wife goes, let's go to the beach. I'm like, no, can't swim. She goes, yeah, you, you know, can. Now, I, I, have, I have done sailing, just so you know. Ooh. I've got a summer place up in Maine. I own nice. a little sailboat. Nice. Uh, I've watched I've watched people get the get the mass stuck in the trees on the shoreline. Yeah. Uh, I you know, my wife actually flipped it and got the mass stuck in the rocks on the bottom of the lake. I remember uh, that. You, you can't write that. That's the <laughs> worst. That's that's worse when you're a coach and you have new sailors and they're huddled in the front of your coach boat and you're like, Don't worry, I can totally fix this, even though you can't. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you know, I've, I've seen a few masks stuck in the mud. Luckily, I have never done that myself. Which one of you can swim the fastest yeah. to shore? <laughs> Which one of you wants to scream for help? <laughs> exactly. Uh, C2VR is saying, awesome. I'm going to check out Lila's book tonight. And what's yeah. up, Jeff and Ben? This is Caesar. Just finished your hot sauce. Going to need more soon. Oh, I can hook you up, Caesar. And thank you. Yeah, right? <laughs> She's like, oh, and thank you. The show's about me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nice. So, like Jeff said at the beginning, most people will know you from Monster High. Tell us, how was that experience? Oh, it was insane. I mean, I grew up playing with Monster High dolls. So when I, you know, got the audition and then got the part, it was crazy to see myself, you know, over two, two and a half hours in the hair and makeup trailer every morning, slowly transforming into a doll. And, you know, we have like this two week boot camp before we start working where we just drill the songs and the dances and all the stunts um, got to be buried alive in that, which was very, very fun. Um, <laughs> very good anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's great when i leave out the context of the fact that it happened on a movie set it's it makes for a great like icebreaker get to know each other leave right. out all the context and you leave people a little bit concerned right hi i'm lila i was buried alive nice to meet you exactly multiple times <laughs> mm. wow i can see i can see a lot of future dates going <laughs> exactly if i ever need to scare people off right that's uh, speaking yeah, that... of that, that just brought <laughs> something up at 19 years old. Do you have much time for dating? Nope. <laughs> Personally, I'm just so focused on career and writing and stuff that it's like the last thought in my brain. So okay, fair enough. Wow. That that's a good fair answer. Enough. That was a good answer. You know. So that time will come. Exactly. 
Maybe. And silence. <laughs> She's like, I, I'm counting. I'm just counting all the pages. No. no. Book six is out. Not yet. Seven. One second, I got to do another draft. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, obviously, you're extremely talented, and I can tell right away that your mind just keeps on running. Okay, so you you've got this idea for a book. Now, do you have other ideas for a different type of story that you're considering as well? I mean, I think that's the hard part is that I have probably a thousand book ideas swirling around in my head um, because there's so many things that you'll see mentioned in Stars and Swashbucklers um, about the history of Anya's world that I actually already have plotted out full books about. Um, so, you know, finding the time to get all of those done feels a little bit daunting sometimes. There's also the issue of, you know, all these book ideas I that are not set in this world but that I don't really have time for because I'm fully focused on this world. And, you know, also I've got, you know, a few scripts just sitting on my laptop because that's also a fun thing to write. Um, I'm not as good at script writing as I am at novel writing yet because I don't have as much practice with it. But I've read a lot of scripts and it's, you know, goes by a little bit faster and it's pretty fun. So I've got all those ideas, too. And now it's just finding the time to make everything come to fruition. Are you in school? I'm not, I do not have time for school. Um, I, I've been homeschooled my entire life, um, okay. which is nice. I graduated high school early, so that gave me a lot more time for doing acting. Um, and then I just haven't done university. I've audited class and, you know, I like to read a lot to stay educated, but um, I don't do university because I just can't commit to a full school schedule with acting. Okay. And and my personal opinion is that with somebody, you know, like yourself, it's not even necessary. No. Nope. No. Because you never would guess that, you know. I yeah. mean, there's no degree for me to do <laughs> my career paths, too. Like, at this point, I'm not planning to be a lawyer or a doctor, so I'm going to stay out of there. Makes perfect sense. Right. right. Kudos to you for that. Yep. Right. Yeah. And with the price of school nowadays, it, it's, yeah, it's just getting in debt just uh yeah is just insane you know exactly well you know i think i think you know sometimes the best education is self-education and life oh, yeah. lessons yep. right right <laughs> oh wow cool um you've worked with some great people yes. over the years you have <laughs> icons um is there anybody that you would like to work with, given the opportunity. Oh, I'm gonna go with Viola Davis. She's probably my favorite actor. Nice. She's just like absolutely amazing. If I could pick any one person, it would be her. Alive. If we're going dead, I'd love to work with Audrey Hepburn, but um, I don't think anyone here wants to do some necromancy, so we're gonna stick with Viola Davis. Wow, very good. Sounds like a book, right? <laughs> I, right? Yeah, she she's already writing it down. Already writing it down. Idea. <laughs> Acting with the dead. Good title. I'm gonna steal that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. We don't own the rights to that one. Go ahead. You can have it. <laughs> uh, so 
I read somewhere that you guys just wrapped up Monster High 2. Is that correct? Yes. So we just been filming that end of February, which is very, very exciting. Um, the dances, everything really got elevated in the second movie. So it was fun to go back and film with the same people, but also have even more of a challenge than last time. But um, I'm very grateful for the dance background that I have because Heather, our choreographer, is absolutely brilliant at what she does and the dances look incredible but i am so glad that i'm already practiced at picking up choreography <laughs> excellent excellent now was there a release date for that set yet or do we not know it's coming out this year it is this year this year but we don't have a release date set in stone at least that okay. i can share with you that's nope. That's that's the answer that I expected. I like that. Okay. Um, no, I'm looking forward to it because, I, like, I have children, and my youngest is 21. So, but they love Monster High. Like, I was like, huh? So I watched it. I was like, oh, this is really cool. As an old person, <laughs> uh, it, so I saw the, the release of Monster High too. I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll I'll check that out. It's a pretty fun show. It's just you know helps kids believe in themselves, which is kind mm -hmm. of the most work we can do as actors. So it's one of my favorite things that I've gotten to work on. Right, and you've worked on a lot of stuff. I mean, you've been in some of the shows, even one episodes here and there, like The Hundred, yes. Supernatural. I mean, those are two of my favorite shows. Period. Even. It's like, wow. It was crazy for me um, being in those too because I, you know, at the time was pretty young for both of those. I hadn't seen them because I wasn't quite old enough to watch them. And then, you know, as I got older, obviously I watched them and I was like, oh my God, I was part of these shows and I didn't realize how cool that was at the time. You know, it was obviously like the excitement about, you know, being in a TV show and I knew it was a big deal. So I was like, that's cool. But I wasn't yet a fan of the shows myself. Which just adds a whole other layer to it. So, still kick little like nine year old me for doing that. I'm like, you should have realized that was way cooler than you even realized it was. Right. But speaking of cool and realizing shows, Lucky Hank. Like, how cool is that? It's probably one of the coolest things I've ever done in my entire life, to be perfectly honest. And still, right. that's feel real that i got to do it i mean leo go ahead i know i, uh, I brought i brought it up it's you. yeah yeah, yeah. no 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 I, I i i'm i'm a huge bob odenkirk fan i i absolutely love him and it's just uh i've i've seen the first two episodes so far really good um like his movie nobody is friggin fantastic uh you know better call saul breaking bad so so is he but like, how is he in real life? Like working with him? Like, how was that experience? Oh, he's so nice. He's so he's very humble. He's very human. He's very um, just kind to the people around him. And you know, he's an executive executive producer on it. He's number one on the cast list. Um, so he really sets the tone for how the set will be, um, and he does it so well because even you know when he first saw me in the green room he came right up and introduced himself said hi my mind went blank and all i could think was oh my god that's bob odenkirk 
Um, but he was super nice. He said, like, oh, we're glad to have you on the set. You know, just very down to earth, not at all has let fame get to his head, at least in my understanding of him. Um, and everyone on set, you know, he was just so nice to us all. He um, didn't act like he was better than anyone else on set, which is just huge respect for that. And also, he's one of the best actors I've ever gotten to work with because he is a genius. <laughs> That's awesome. Look at yeah, Leo's blushing. I think that's awesome, you know? No, it is. I mean, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, and, and the show is, is fantastic. I, I recommend everybody check it out. It's uh, Did episode four just drop or was it three? I think episode three just dropped. Okay. So I'm only one episode behind. Woohoo! <laughs> I, <laughs> I definitely recommend watching episode two and three, people. You'll see me there. <laughs> Right, right. So, but Leo, where else can they find out more about oh, this? Geez, you gonna make me say it again? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're pushing, we're pushing the the show notes tonight. I mean, because yeah. her, well, her book book links and social links are all oh, in there. Yeah, 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 we want people. So if I you want to find out... that damn book until I can see her at a signing. <laughs> Uh, if you want to check out stars and swashbucklers, uh, <laughs> check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. All the links for Lila are there as well. Uh, and uh, I also saw, and, and I know these guys won't know it, uh, but uh, you're also in, uh, my wife absolutely loves this show, When Calls the Heart. Yes, I am. Jolene. <laughs> Nice. I, I refer to that as uh, her horsey show. You know, she's. Uh... <laughs> That's where she nice old tidy clothes for that. So that was pretty fun for me. Very cool. And I, I saw a picture with you and uh, Peter DeLuise. Yes. Now, where did you work with him? So he directed, the first time I worked with him, he directed the movie um, Harvest Moon. And it was a Hallmark Channel movie. Um, and it was funny because I saw him at the Leo Awards, which is this big award show in British Columbia, Canada, those who are in America and don't know much about Canada. Um, so it's this award show for British Columbian, um, you know, performers and anyone involved in the film industry. And so I won a Leo Award for my work mm -hmm. in a movie and he had also won that night. And so, you know, we got, he got to meet me. Um, I got to you know, meet Peter Deloise. And he said to me, oh, I'm going to work with you one day. And then pretty soon after that, I got an audition for his upcoming film. And I, you know, really hoped I'd get the job. And I did. That's awesome. Wow. So, like so I said, go ahead. You, you, you said you read a lot. Yes. Uh, who's your favorite author? Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. He wrote the little. Don't know that one. He wrote the little prince. Um, I named my dog after this book. It's technically a kids' book, but it has a bunch of wisdom in there. It's a classic. It um basically is about you know this boy from an asteroid who comes down and meets this stranded um pilot whose um plane has broken down in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Um, and we're not really sure whether he's a hallucination or not. And basically teaches the pilot what it means to be human um with you know the childlike wonder that we lose as we grow up okay 
So it, it sounds like you're more into the uh, uh, the fantasy world when it comes to books you read. Definitely, definitely more into fantasy. Um, I feel like escapism is, um, you know, good form of medicine for people in a sense. The world that we live in is kind of messed up at times. Um, and it's nice for us to have a different world that we can escape into and, you know, still see our everyday problems reflected in it, but be able to get away from the real world for a little bit. Okay. Okay. Now, see, I view fantasy as there's a couple of different types of fantasy. There's what I call bright fantasy and dark fantasy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tolkien being dark fantasy, in yes. my opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay, similar to uh, like the Shannara series and uh, Terry Brooks and his writings. Have you had, have you read any of those types? Of yeah, books? I've read um, not all his books, but I have read a few of his. Of uh, Tolkien's. Tolkien and some Terry Brooks. Oh, okay, fantastic! Like the Sword of Shannara, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I read that book in a day and a half. Wow. Because that good. Yep. <laughs> I mean, agreed, but still, wow. <laughs> yeah, a day and a half. I didn't put it down. I didn't sleep. Wow. I was in college. Kudos to you. That was it. Right. I think I was really high, too. Probably in college. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah college. Probably in yeah. college. That would so. have been in the early 80s. So, yeah. And she's like, when was that? The 80s? The, the 80s? 80s? Let me yeah. Google that. Yeah, you might have to. <laughs> Actually, Terry yeah. Brooks is still doing signings. He's still out doing appearances. Yeah. All over the place. Yep. Yeah. He's dropping books left and right. High on multiple things. Yeah, thanks, Pops. Right. <laughs> wow. wow. So, um, all right, so first book is out. When's the second one coming out? So I am hoping, I'm probably really messing myself up by saying this, but I am hoping that it's going to come out this year. I'm hoping to have it out around six months from now um, to really keep the buzz going from book one. I don't want to keep mm -hmm. people waiting too long, especially for anyone who's already read the book. I'm sure you know and are mad about the cliffhanger at the end. I've gotten a few angry messages about that already, all in good fun, but uh, apologies for that. But also kind of you're welcome because now you get to really look forward to book two. Hoping to have it out around or a bit before Christmas time. But obviously, you know, things happen. I That requires me to get really buckled down into editing, um, which I am doing right now. And I'm just hoping I can stick to my timeline. Very cool. Okay. Very Actually, cool. I like the I like the cliffhanger type endings. But any right. book that I read. I'm a big fan of cliffhangers. I mean, it makes me angry at the author, but I think there's no other way to do it. No, you have to leave it like that because yep. it, it, it lets the reader's mind run around of what's going to happen and what about this. And, you know, uh, the worst thing that you can do is never come out with a second book. So we right. see what really goes on. It really mess people up. Jokes a lie. You have to wait with that knowledge. Just, yeah, we left him on a cliffhanger. years. Live with it. <laughs> Or just say you've been working on it for forever, like uh, George R. R. Martin. You know, yeah. his, his last book's never it, come out. 
Right? <laughs> Pops. Wow. Oh, there so, it is. So, uh, what's next for your acting career? For my acting career? Well, the second Monster High comes out this year, so that's very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. And right now, really, Well, that uh, means that's a wrap. You're done acting in that. Because I'm it's done acting. So, so that's all in post and everything. Actors all get about what are we doing right now when we're not doing any acting yet. Um, there's kind of a writer's strike coming up in the acting business right now, which um, kind of needs to happen because the writers need better rights. Um, but that's kind of making the industry pretty slow right now. So I'm doing a few auditions, but people are a bit scared by the strike. So not much is happening. Um, so right now I'm really lucky that I can kind of throw myself fully into book world since book two needs so much work. It's nice for me to have a little bit of a break. Um, and sure. also obviously looking into next steps um, of turning stars and swashbucklers into a TV show or a movie. That would be really cool. I could, yeah, I could, I'm still picture, I'm picturing it in my head already. I haven't read the book yet, but I really kind of need to now. It's, it's, picture, well, you know, very, it, it, it's, so want it to show up in cinema i think it would be fantastic i mean when you had mentioned like the you know uh the earth explodes and these like floating land masses i guess you would call them i don't know uh this you're not even going to understand what i'm going to say but the first thing that popped into my head was the cover of yes albums see i i i know what you're talking about She's going to have no idea. Well, she'll have I'm going to gonna pretend I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I will look it up after. Do you know what I'm talking about, Leo? No. The band, Google, yes. Google. I, I know the band, yes, yeah. But okay. I, I, did, now, I didn't listen They have to album covers that are land masses that are islands. Those, that was the artwork. Mm. And that was back in the 70s. Yeah. Wow. Didn't Journey now I gotta really look those up. Didn't Journey also have like a floating island in one of their albums? A lot a lot of the the seventies into early eighties bands did album of uh artwork similar like that because Boston did Well Boston like, was a spaceship with a guitar. Well well, right. You know, so it was all that futuristic type stuff that actually is starting to come to fruition in the real world. <clears throat> so they Well, say. yeah, back then, I think that, um, uh, you know, a lot of those people were way, way, way ahead of their time. And Lila, you're, you're, you're actually taking some of that that I grew up with and putting a story to some of the pictures that I saw 50 years ago. So my oh, question yeah. is, you said that you, this was based on a dream you had. Yes. So... Do you think it was a dream you had, or do you believe that you could have been reincarnated? Because a lot of people do believe in the supernatural side of things like that, past lives. I mean, I feel like it's cool to believe that, you know, it came from something other than myself, because it Mm -hmm. is such an expansive story, and it felt so real. Um, However, you know, there was quite a bit of magic, quite a bit of intense spaceships happening that it would almost have to be a future life that I dreamed about. But you know what? I am open to interpretation. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, maybe you traveled back in time and we don't know about it. 
Well, either that or, you know, uh, when you were in the moon with your mom, she saw a really, really cool movie. You couldn't see it, but you could hear it. Maybe it's and that. Maybe those visions are embedded in your brain. That's a possibility. There's that. But either way. How's that for really being psycho? <laughs> I, I was going to go a totally different way. You said this is a young adult uh, novel, correct? Yes. And later this year, we have the new Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom coming out. Yes. Yeah. So you, that's your major demographic right there. Like, like you know, and that's they have floating out uh, islands into this. It's uh, yeah, I think you're going to see like a huge spike in uh, sales when that comes out. Fingers. <laughs> Well, I just hope it's not a forecast of the damn future. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry to tell you, but it is. Deal it's with it. The world is about to shatter into tiny little islands. Wow. Get off my island. Get off my <laughs> island. Wow. So where do the waterfalls go? Off the side of the islands? And then they just kind of like float in space and have water yeah, bubbles. Go down into space, you know, that'll be a cool little atmospheric thing we can throw in there. Spaceship right. going through fall beneath an island. Right. And you can have right. space water bubbles so that the island needs to get over when they're running out of water to, to like get into one of those water bubbles so that they can have water. See, I gotta have you like, you know, just giving me ideas every so often. Whenever I'm like, oh, I have a plot hole, I'll just call you. Oh, just reach out. Yeah, that's what I'm I well do. Happy. I've known I've known Jeff thirty six years, and we actually have our first novel coming out in a few months as well. Oh, um, but I would be writing something, and he literally would walk by, look over my shoulder. You know what the story needs? And he'd walk away, and I go, "That's brilliant! That that is so brilliant! I got to write this in here. Oh shit! I just got to scrap four chapters because it fits way back here." Um, oh, it's the but, worst when you get a great idea, but it causes more work for you. Right, right. So with that being said, at me personally, when I write, I like to have a nice, quiet, solitude type place. And it started, Jeff owns a camp up in the woods of Maine. Up there. Yeah. And that was my writing area. When you write, do you have something like that that you have to have or can you just sit down and write anywhere i feel like if i have noise canceling earbuds i'm good to go i like listening to music well i um write i find like specific songs really get me into the atmosphere of a scene that i'm writing so that helps me get into that a bit more um but for me the main thing that i need when writing is secrecy and i actually wrote the entire <coughs> first draft of the novel in secret. I shared a room with my sister at the time, so I'd be writing about the first half of the book I wrote under my covers at night after she'd fallen asleep so she wouldn't notice. And then I wrote the second half on a cross-Canada train trip. So she kind of noticed I was spending a lot of time on my computer, but I didn't tell her what I was doing. I was just like, oh, I'm writing. Um, so I didn't tell anyone the plot of the book until it was done, and my mom just got a full novel in her inbox. <laughs> um, but Really what I need is to have the story be only for me and only burning in my brain until I fully plot it out and get it down on paper. 
That's interesting. I mean, you know, uh, obviously there's quite a, uh, an age difference going on here. Um, and the writing that we do literally is pen and paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's written on paper in a notebook and then typed into the computer. Yeah. You know, so, so you know, and, and I look back, you know, I, I look back over many, many, many years in the, the hundreds of things that I've written and everything is in a notebook. Things are scratched out. Things are scribbled, mm-hmm. you know, so you can, you can actually see the development of something because you have those scratched out, scribbled out lines and paragraphs and in the rewrites and, then you get the little arrows go over the arrows. See, I find you know I have saying? to plot out my books on pen and paper. I cannot do plotting because I do an intense plotting process. I write out the entire plot of the book and then I do each chapter, everything that will happen in the chapters. And I have to do that on pen and paper. I just okay, can't make that work on a laptop document, but my brain moves way too fast for my hand to keep up, even when I am typing. Um, so mm-hmm. for the full manuscript, I've got to do it on the laptop. My hand gets too tired. Also, I'm left-handed, so I smear too much ink. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what software do you use to write? I use Google Docs. I'm a big fan of Google Docs because I like knowing that it's backed up in the cloud if anything goes wrong. Um, and then I can edit things offline. And I, you know, kind of just started in there and have never stopped. Um, you might want to. Well, look I started at... typing into brother. Hmm. Remember, a, remember what brother? Oh, the word processor. I so remember what? it. Yes. Yes. You remember it, Leo, right? That was back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. who, let, who let you in here? <laughs> Leo. Uh... <laughs> Uh, if you're interested in trying different apps, you might want to look at Scrivener. See, that's one that I've heard of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's in uh, the latest version. Uh, I think it has like a cloud backup. Oh. Um, but it, it allows you to make, uh, you know, like uh, index cards for like all your ideas oh. and, you know, be able to move stuff around. And, and then, you know, then you have your main document. It's, uh, you know, pretty good. <clears throat> Yeah, that sounds like I, you know, definitely feel like I need something a little bit more organized than Google Docs because my Google Docs now just has a bunch of manuscripts all over the place. I feel like I need a slightly better place to do all that. Yeah, Google Docs can get a little messy, but you're right, though. It's awesome to have it like instantly backed up, though. It's always safe. Always, always my greatest fear is losing hours of work. Mm. Been there, done that. (laughs) <laughs> no fun. Yep. No, no, no. That wasn't that. the book. I mean, I'm actually in the process of putting my um my poetry book together. Oh wow! Well, I can't I've wait. written over 300. Wow. Over the years, and um, you know, it's 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 quite different. Poetry is a lot different than novel writing. Uh, you know, I really liked what Tolkien did. Uh, because he added that 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 poetry into his storylines, you know. If you remember reading the book, you know the, it, but it's it's just fantastic, you know. And uh, poetry, Ben writes poetry as well, and it's a different take on the writing genre. You know what I mean? 
when you read a novel, you read the novel, you get the story. But when you right. read poetry, you have to understand the story. Yes. And you have to interpret it. Yep. And the cool thing is it's totally interpreted differently. Yeah, poem you is going to be mean? by every person who reads it. Right. Right, exactly. You know, and I've written poems about your floating little island masses. <laughs> wow. 35, 40 years ago. You know, wow. so this is this is really, really cool to me because you're taking a vision that I had a long, long time ago and actually putting it to a story. That's and I think crazy. that's awesome. Yeah. And it's crazy the kind of, you know, ideas that multiple people have over different, you know, periods of time that work their way into fiction in different formats. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Right, right. I mean, I read a lot of books. And I've read a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest with you. Right. You know what I mean? I have. I've read a lot of crap. When I read, when I open a book, you have 10 pages. Wow. You You're either nice. capture me in 10 pages or I throw the book away. I give a little bit more time. I give 50 pages, but I like the 10 page rule. I actually am um, for myself, for my book. I gave myself uh, the first sentence to capture people's attention. I um, ended up adding a whole new beginning thing because I was because my beginning was not captivating enough. And I was like, if I was reading this book, I would be bored. So I added a new beginning and then I added a new beginning again to amp the action up. And then I added a note at the beginning from the anonymous historian of the broken world to really catch people's attention and let them know, hey, this is going to be a really interesting book if you stick in there. Okay, well done. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm so, one of those people who if it's not captivating, I'm not gonna read it. So I was like, I need my book to be a page turner. Right. Well, you know, most people today they have the attention span of a gnat. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and you know, like Ben said, when I read a book, I pick up a book and I read it. I may not pick up another book for four to six months. But when I pick up a book, that's all I do is mm -hmm. read that yeah. book till I'm done. Yeah. You know, I'm not a, you know, I'll read three chapters. I'll pick it up three days later. I don't, I cannot read like that because my mind is still going. And then when I pick it back up, it's like, what the fuck was going on here? Yeah. Why were they doing that? Oh, I got to go right. back and I got to start all fucking over again. And I don't want to do that. So I just, right. it, to me, reading a book is like watching a movie. You go from beginning to end, period. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but speaking of beginning to end, we have about three minutes left of this amazing guest. <laughs> and I know Folks. Leo has his question. Uh, well, I know Leo has questions, but I just wanted to get that. I mean, we might run a few minutes later than that, but we try not to, but. If there's any last questions or comments that people want to get in the chat, now's the time to do them or you're going to miss out. But go ahead, Leo, because I know you have questions. Now you put me on it's the spot. Standard. It's, it's, uh, well, I know what the standard one was, but I had, uh, had something else. What tick, the hell was tick, it? Tick, tick. No, well, I'll go with my standard one is what do you dork out about? So other than doing your acting and your writing it is uh, and we know uh, sailing as well. Is there something that you like 
totally geek out about. Like uh, we had uh, one actor on and he loved, you know, researching like uh, sunken vessels and the history of them and stuff like that. Is there something that that like do you like playing video games or do you, uh, you know, go on hikes or, or what do you like to do? I mean, you know, obviously why fantasy novels, that's the genre I write in. So I definitely geek out about anything and everything fantasy. Um, I'm really, really especially interested in Arthurian mythology. Um, I find it so fascinating. I'm reading the Mort Arthur right now. Um, very, very old manuscript, but still so interesting. And I really love just the tales of, you know, chivalry and magic blending with the new world that was being created at that time. And, you know, Celtic myths were, you know, changed a bit. And you could see the bones of Celtic myths in Arthurian myths. Nice. Do you get into Greek mythology? I do. I definitely love Greek mythology. I'm more into Celtic mythology just because ancestrally I'm Irish. Um, Okay. But definitely, you know, obviously the Greek gods and all of that is fascinating to me. I loved reading Percy Jackson as a kid. I think that's how a lot of people got into Greek mythology of my age range. Um, and so that introduced me to that world. And then, um, you know, I love Cirrusted by, um, what's her name? Madeline Miller. She writes beautiful novels. So yeah. definitely into that. Wow. Cool. Very cool. Okay. Being, uh, and, go ahead. Go ahead no, go. I was just going to say, so being part Irish, do you like want to go visit Ireland one day or? Absolutely. I'm terrible with rain. It's, it's a curse for me is that. You know, when it rains, I'm not happy. And so I kind of need to... Why, your hair frizz? I just... <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> hard because I live in Vancouver, which um, for those of you who know about Vancouver, it is a very, very rainy city. Rains pretty much all year round. Um, so I'm in LA right now and absolutely loving it, except for the fact that it rained for pretty much the entire time I was here. And now I'm thinking I might be cursed with rain. <laughs> it around with me because it's been sunny in Vancouver while I was gone. And now as soon as I'm going back, it's going to start raining there again. Um, so apologies to everyone whose city I'm in when I'm causing rain. <laughs> <laughs> But all that to say, I couldn't live in Ireland because it's too rainy, but I definitely want to visit. Nice. Do you play an instrument? I do. I play guitar. I sing a lot, obviously. Um, I used to say I wanted to be an actor, singer, dancer, and, you know, with Monster High and all that, I sing. Um, But I play guitar, and I can read sheet music and kind of fumble my way through a piano tune, but I don't think anyone wants to be there for the learning process until I've got kind of my fingers down like choreography across the piano notes. So I'd say guitar is a lot better than my piano. Um, Obviously, I'm not an expert at guitar, but I can follow a chord chart. I can make up a few little tunes of my own. Okay, because I read somewhere, I don't know if it's true or not, that you actually composed a music video. Did. So I helped write a Christmas song, actually, a few years ago. Um, And so I was a co-writer on that. That was, um, you know, kind of I came to um, a friend of mine that I knew who is a songwriter. And I had so many words down way more words than you need in a song and she um you know together we kind of shaped it into an actual song um and you know not a novel and (laughs) then um she recorded it and so now that's out there i'll probably do my own version of it someday but for now i've just got writer credit on it 
Okay, cool. So you do want to do some more of that? Oh, absolutely. I don't have time right now. Um, and also all the songs I write are way too personal and I'm not putting that out there. Um, but... <laughs> well, well, now I'm going to, I'm going to say something because of that statement you just made. Okay. Um, like I said, I've been writing poetry for almost 45 years now. Okay. And if you look at anybody that writes like that, mm -hmm. it's really a diary of their life. Okay. And don't be afraid to put that out there because people can learn from that. People can feel that. Yeah. And some of your biggest number one hits in music genres were written about personal experience or personal feeling. Right. So, yeah. Right. Well, the I, best, I, I, the best I do poetry, have to agree with Jeff on that one. Yeah. The best poetry is uh, written from um, depression desperation mm -hmm. or love yeah yep. and that's just a fact yeah you true. know what i mean and all your hallmark good, cards right <laughs> and a good book a good novel is written in the same way you're just taking your inner self and expressing it to different characters right exactly. right uh, the one question came in. Uh, we'll take this as the final question. And uh, I think you, you pretty much answered this earlier, uh, but uh, we'll bring it up anyway. Uh, so, hi, uh, Lila. Uh, you've been in a lot of movies. Who's the most interesting actor or actress you've ever worked with? Oscar Nunez. That's a quick answer. He is on Lucky Hank. Absolutely hilarious. People probably know him from The Office. Um, mm -hmm. He's Oscar from The Office. Um always doing a bit that man is probably not himself for more than two seconds on the set of lucky Hank because he is just always doing some improv doing a bit making everyone around him laugh um he was fascinated by the sweater i was knitting on set um and he actually put it on when i finished it and modeled it around the green room just a hilarious you know very nice but very hilarious man to work with nice. excellent excellent wow so you knit too Yes. I was hoping you didn't pick up on that. <laughs> what the hell? I do a lot of knitting. And on the set of Lucky Hank, I got my measurements wrong and I knit this absurdly large sweater that honestly I should probably just start using it as a throw rug because that thing is gigantic. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, That's great. Okay. That's great. Leo, on the on yep. the knitting note. Uh, yeah, on that note, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. Uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. But I run the Dorkening Podcast Network. we got a ton of shows on the network. A lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. Head on over to thedorkening.com. You can find more information there. Uh, Lila, where do you like people interacting with you on social media? Um, so I am mainly active on Instagram. I am trying to be a bit more active on TikTok, but I'm definitely more on Instagram than that. And you can find me at Lila Fitzgerald. It's just my full name. If you know how to spell it, you're good. Um, and that's across all social media. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook as well, but I'm not as active on there. And obviously from my Instagram, you can see I have a link in my bio and that's where you can find out more about my book. And I have a purchase link there so that you can get it wherever you buy books. Very cool. And also check the show notes up above or down below. You'll find the link for the book there along with her socials. Jeffrey. Yeah. 
Oh, it's my turn. Thank okay, you, Lila. Fine. Fantastic. Um, uh, you're an inspiration. Okay. I want you to understand that. Uh, and I hope that the people that have watched this show and that are going to watch this show also understand that you can do anything that you want to do. As far as me, just go to stilltoken.com, uh, token with the dead on Facebook. Uh, I know we have an Instagram and a Twitter and I don't get into that shit. I'm too fucking old for that crap. I don't have enough time to learn that shit. So go to stilltoken.com. And yeah, but thank you very much, Lila. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Benjamin. Oh, is he, is he done? I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I mean, I was taking a little nap here. No, but seriously, uh, thank you, Lila, for coming out and hanging out with us tonight, letting everybody know about this amazing book that you have coming out, all the amazing things that you've done. Um, for us, like Jeff said, stilltoking.com. You'll find out everything you want to know about us from the comic books to the novel to the TV series to the animation to all these big things that are coming down the line, uh, all our appearances. But to all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. We're out of here. Bye. Thank you. Peace out. So come on. Hey.